Welcome to Come Follow Me Mental Health Insights with Dr. David Morgan. Each week we'll review a concept from the Come Follow Me lesson and talk about applications to improve our mental and emotional health. Hi, welcome to episode 42. This week we're studying the first half of the book of Jeremiah. Uh, and the recommended reading is chapters 1 through 3, 7, 16 through 18, and 20, all in the book of Jeremiah. This book, uh, the book of Jeremiah, covers the prophecies of Jeremiah, as you can imagine, to the southern kingdom of the Jews. It's uh, called the kingdom of Judah. We've talked about this before. Uh, it included the city of Jerusalem. Uh, at one point, the uh, Jewish nation was split into two. The house of Israel was split into two. And you know, with the northern kingdoms and the southern kingdoms, Jeremiah was called to preach to the southern kingdoms, uh, which mostly consisted of the tribes of Judah and Benjamin. Jeremiah lived approximately 600 years BC. He was a contemporary of Lehi um, from the Book of Mormon. They both prophesied and warned the Israelites of the dangers that awaited them if they continued in disobedience. And as we know, the Israelites uh, didn't pay attention to that. Um, and as we know as well, Lehi and his family were spared the destruction of Jerusalem. They were sent to the Promised Land. It's where we get the beginning of the Book of Mormon and the whole story there. Jeremiah's lot was to remain and to witness the destruction of Jerusalem. Uh, the Babylonians came in and uh, took everything over and destroyed the whole city. And ultimately, Jeremiah was killed as a result. Uh, next week, we'll study the book of Lamentations. And in addition to the rest of the book of Jeremiah, uh, it's interesting, the book of Lamentations is exactly what it sounds like. It's basically Jeremiah's regrets that the people didn't listen to him and repent. And what's interesting about the book of Jeremiah is that not only does it contain the prophecies of Jeremiah, but it also contains some of his personal feelings and experiences. You can contrast that with what we've studied um, the last several weeks in Isaiah, we get all it's all full of Isaiah's prophecies, but we get very, very little insight of what Isaiah may have been experiencing himself, things he was going through, details about his life. The book of Jeremiah has both of those things. In some ways, it's kind of like we're getting excerpts from his conference talks, as it were, the doctrine and the prophecies, and also getting excerpts from his personal journal and his struggles as well. What I found most interesting this week was actually outside of the recommended reading, still in the scripture block um, in, verse, in chapters 1 through 20, but outside of the recommended reading. And I found some important lessons that I think we can learn here about our personal trials. Now, first, we can assume that Jeremiah was a valiant disciple of Jesus Christ. He's a prophet. Um, that's it goes without saying that he is that he's doing well. He's likely trying to do his best every single day. Sometimes we believe, as members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, that if we just do everything right, then we'll be spared the major difficulties of life. But that simply isn't true. I definitely haven't found it to be true in my own life. I could tell you about many, many friends I have where that hasn't been true for them. I can recount to you countless examples in Scripture of women and men who were extremely righteous, who suffered extreme difficulties. So there's just no truth to this idea that you can avoid significant difficulty by just being righteous enough. Now, we will be blessed for our obedient efforts, absolutely, but that does not mean that difficulty might strike in the meantime. Um, and I think in some ways we need to reconsider what we think it means to be blessed. 
Sometimes we think, well, the most blessed situation would be to never have any significant difficulty. I don't know that that's true. Um, because sometimes what we perceive to be a difficulty or a tragedy may in fact be the very thing that helps us to move forward. It may actually be the blessing. So back to Jeremiah's story. He's called to preach repentance to a wicked, wicked and stubborn people. And, and the people of Jerusalem are basically circling the drain at this point. Their destruction is very, very likely. And these are some of the personal reactions that Jeremiah has to this particular assignment, his assignment to preach to them. Jeremiah 4.19 he says, I am pained at my very heart. My heart maketh a noise in me. I cannot hold my peace because thou hast heard, O my soul, the sound of trumpet, the alarm of war. Jeremiah 9 verses 1 and 2. Oh, that my head were waters and my eyes a fountain of tears, that I might weep day and night for the slain of the daughter of my people. Oh, that I had in the wilderness a lodging place of wayfaring men, that I might, that I might leave my people and go from them. For they all be adulterers, an assembly of treacherous men. And then Jeremiah 20, starting in verse 14. Cursed be the day wherein I was born. Let not the day wherein my mother bare me be blessed. Cursed be the day who, uh, cursed be the man who brought tidings to my father, saying, A man child is born unto thee, making him very glad. And let that man be as the cities which the Lord overthrew and repented not. And let him hear thy, the cry in the morning and the shouting at noontide because he slew me not from the womb, or that my mother might have been my grave, and that, and that and her womb to be also great with me. Wherefore came I forth out of the womb to see labor and to labor and see sorrow, that my days should be consumed with shame. This reminds me quite a bit of Second Nephi uh, chapter 4, verses 15 through 35, what we call the Psalm of Nephi. And it begins with Nephi's own lamentations or his own grief. His father had just died. The spiritual and temporal rule of the people had just fallen to Nephi, and his brothers were on the verge of starting a civil war. This is a very, very difficult time in Nephi's life. And just like Jeremiah, Nephi kind of laments in 2 Nephi chapter 4, starting in verse 17. O wretched man that I am, yea, my heart sorroweth because of my flesh, my soul grieveth because of mine iniquities. I am encompassed about because of the temptations and the sins which do so easily beset me. And when I desire to rejoice, my heart groaneth because of my sins. I think we all find ourselves in similar situations at times. We feel like things are falling apart. Doubt and pessimism start to take over. I've worked professionally with thousands of people who have had these experiences. They've had them chronically. And in their opinion, their lives seem worthless. And they languish for years in despair. But the gospel of Jesus Christ teaches that things get better. The Savior has the power to change things, and he will change things in his own due time. Nephi understood this, and if you continue reading in 2 Nephi chapter 4, starting in verse 26, O oh, then, if I have seen so great things, if the Lord in his condescension unto the children of men hath visited men in so much mercy, why should my heart weep and my soul linger in the valley of sorrow, and my flesh waste away and my strength slacken because of mine afflictions? And why should I yield to sin because of my flesh? Yea, why should I give way to temptations that the evil one have place in my heart to destroy my peace and afflict my soul? Why am I angry because of mine enemy? Awake, my soul, no longer droop in sin. Rejoice, O my heart, and give place no more for the enemy of my soul. Nephi pulled himself out of it. He said, you know what? There's, there's good times. Even in the midst of my difficulty, there is hope for me to look ahead. And it seems like Jeremiah may have caught a glimpse of that same hope as well. If you read in Jeremiah 20, starting in verse 11, but the Lord is with me as a mighty terrible one. 
Therefore, my persecutors shall stumble and they shall not prevail. They shall be greatly ashamed for they shall not prosper. Their everlasting confusion shall never be forgotten. But, O Lord of hosts, that triest the righteous and seize the reins of the heart, let me see thy vengeance on them, for unto thee have I opened my cause. Sing unto the Lord, praise ye the Lord, for he hath delivered the soul of the poor from the hand of evildoers. So what can we learn from Jeremiah and Nephi? And probably every other righteous woman or man in Scripture who's gone through significant trials, we can learn that redemption is real. We learn that the righteous do not avoid trials, but perhaps are doubly tested to yield even greater spiritual refinement. And we learn that no matter what happens to us, God will be our support and our salvation. Having hope is critical. If you lack hope in your life, I strongly encourage you to look for the evidences that show some potential positive outcome because they are there. I know they can be difficult to see at times, but they are there, I promise. Uh, before we get to this week's invitation, just a general reminder, don't burden yourself by trying to do all of these invitations. Pick which ones work for you. Decide how you want to move forward and take it from there. And so here's this week's invitation. Just want you to write down one trial that you're currently going through and then write down three ways that that trial can bring, can bring blessings to your life. Once you've written down those three things, I want you to write down one thing that you can do to help make one of those blessings become a reality. I do have free worksheets that you can download to help you remember and implement this week's and former week's invitations. To find out how to get these, please sign up for my email newsletter. You can find the link in the show notes. Also, if you like this podcast, please subscribe so you can easily access new episodes every week. And please share with others if you find it's helpful. I also have a brand new free resource to help you better understand loved ones who are questioning their faith. In it, you can find hope and insight to help you better comprehend and manage your thoughts and feelings about these issues. Go to the show notes and click the link for more information. Thanks for listening. And until next time, this is Dr. David Morgan reminding you that change is possible, but change requires action and to always keep moving forward. Thanks for listening. If you want to learn more, please visit Dr. Morgan's website at www.drdavidtmorgan.com.